You know that I love Muji. All things Muji, all the time. It's the store, it's a J- Japanese store that basically sells, they sell clothes, but they also sell sort of housewares and personal organization kind of tools. Don't you have like a, an Empire State Building from Muji or something like that? Some sort of a little sculptural thing? I don't think so. Kind of, it recall, sells trippy anyway. shit. It sells cool stuff, and the other thing that they're known for is really, they don't have any labels on anything, like it's super, super minimalist. And so they've gotten into this thing now that I read about at Core 77, which is they're doing iPhone apps. So they have a few different iPhone apps. One is Muji Calendar, another is Muji Notebook, which is basically a thing that allows you to do sketching and stuff like that. And then another one is a sort of travel uh, app to kind of keep you organized when you're traveling. You know, I have to say, I think like the Google calendar is pretty awesome. I think I don't necessarily feel like even for me who loves all things Muji that I would necessarily feel like I had to run out and get these kinds of things. But what intrigued me about it and which Core 77 alludes to as well is just that idea of like, I wonder if we're going to start to see more brands that are known for their design sensibility getting into virtual design as opposed to literal well, for Adams, if we're going to print our cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like I, the first thing I thought when I saw that was, why do I need that? I already have the Google calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can already get all that stuff, but how much do those things cost? Did you happen to notice? The apps are, well, one of them is free and one of them is really cheap. I mean, it's like, they're I thought that's like three ninety nine yeah, or something like yeah. that. And Muji, I mean, Muji, the physical things that they make are generally at a pretty good price point as well. Like they're not, they're not. Um, expensive luxury of goods. The thing that I really did like about it, the sketching tool, Mm -hmm. because it looked like those, remember the old Apple Newton that they had out about, um, God, what was that? Almost 20 years ago now? I guess so. Elite. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. A long time. Early 80s maybe. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but what I liked is, is that you can like, um, like the old palms, you can actually write Mm -hmm. and you can write a note on it rather than having to type it in, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, thumb text in. I Mm -hmm. like that. Or you could also like make a sketch of a box or a plant or, you know, like just something that you wanted to remember. Yeah. That I think really is um, the thing about these apps is that if they're going to be done right, they have to be something where you're bringing in something that's kind of unique. And the thing about the notebook thing too, is that the advantage of the actual Muji notebooks, the paper notebooks is that, you know, paper is still, we were talking about this on Spark the other day, the paper really is a pretty good technology, like in terms of capturing ideas and, allowing you to do things like draw with your hand and be really like subtle with it that yeah. digital still has a really hard time mirroring and doodle. You could doodle on your Muji. Yeah. Yeah. So that I thought was real value. I didn't kind of would support the Muji brand, but I more or less thought of it in terms of, are we going to start to see more of those branded virtual things? Like rather than it being like a tech company that's doing an app of just being a natural extension of what like a design house does, like that you'll have your, you know, your Prada, I don't know, whatever app for your phone. That would be interesting Mm. to see what they'd come up with, Mm -hmm. but it would be disgusting if it was just another must have. I, I just watched American Psycho for the first time. Have you ever seen that? 
No. It takes place in the 80s, all these disgusting yuppies, and like the biggest thing that they fetishize are their business cards. So that's what it'll be like with this. Look at my Prada app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody, oh my God, I only have a Muji app. I've been shunned. I'm so ashamed. Mm-hmm. But it, you know. and it's all. I mean, the other thing is that it's a, it's a kind of affordable. It's almost like extending the brand or advertising it. If you love Muji, Muji stuff, you're probably not actually going to give up your cute little Muji notebook. You're probably going to want to hold on to that. Do you have a cute little Muji notebook? I do. I thought you used Moleskines. I did, but, um, <gasps> but the, the you gave up your Moleskines. <laughs> no, we weren't pronouncing that right, weren't we? Isn't it Moleskine? Moleskine. <laughs> you sound like Peter Laurie. Where's your moleskin? <laughs> well, we'll call it moleskins because that's what we were calling them before. Okay. I am absolutely appalled. I know. I know. I'm on the Muji yeah. now. Yes. Well. And you have a really cool thing, speaking of. It's so funny that I laughed when you said really cool because I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in really? my life. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't like the concept, okay? There's this guy, it's a project from this New York-based artist, and his name is Jason Epink, Epink, E-P-P-I-N-K. And what he's doing is like the idea of sharing a silence with a group of people, mm-hmm. only doing it digitally, and saying, you know, like how we used to do this in the old days was as we'd sit around a fire. And it's true, it's a wonderful thing to do, to sit around a fire and stare at the leaping flames and listen to them pop and crackle yeah. and just you know, smoke a big doobie and laugh. No, but just to sit there, sit under the stars or maybe talk and tell stories, right? right. So he's trying to create this experience digitally with using um, a bunch of... TVs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His installation filters live television broadcasts through collections of PVC tubes, diffusing the light from each screen into scattered patterns that flicker, there, that mimic fire. Because it does kind of look like embers, really, uh, in terms of like. Cause they yeah, but why sort would you of... just sit around a real fire? Well, but I mean, it's an art project, right? I think he's isn't he making a point about the fact that we don't have those spaces for shared silences? I guess so. I thought it was quite lovely, actually, for one thing. But I also did think, like, beyond that, as a kind of like art thing, I thought, you know, maybe we will start to see that down the road is creating opportunities for people to be not perpetually distracted but to share an experience together and to share that feeling of awe when you're not always like clicking a million links or something but you're coming to a place and you're having yeah. an opportunity for silence which is something that we just have so little, little of. of yeah yeah i actually i think what i didn't like about it was the way it looked because i'm like why do we have to look at something like that why mm. can't we experience a real fire together because yeah. it says here Basically, you know, it's a deeply ingrained human instinct to want to share collective silence together by, mm-hmm. you know, just by looking at something and just to feel like you're with other people mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and something that's, but there's something that's wonderful about staring at a fire that's just so yeah. hypnotizing. I just think we have so few opportunities for that kind of shared moment, right? Like, I mean, people don't go to religious services anymore, which gives you that opportunity to have at least brief moments yeah. when you're silent with other people and so forth. I'm sorry, Mr. Epping. <laughs> <laughs> but would you actually sit around and stare at that, those live broadcasts through a collection of BBC too? No, but I think as, a, as an art piece, I think it, it seemed kind of neat. Actually, it's kind of like 
and I should know the name of this woman because I've read about it a lot. It's that woman, that performance artist at MoMA who sits in silence and people go wait in a lineup. Oh, yeah. She was like one of the big art stories of um, 2010. Yeah. And people would go up to her and sit with her yeah, and stare yeah, yeah. at her yeah. and sit in silence. So it's almost like it's kind of part of the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of people. <laughs> I'll stare at the tubes. <laughs> People were lining up, though. They were waiting for hours to go and stare at that woman. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, come to the blog for the links, links to these, these stories, stories and more. more. The sniffer.net. Bye. Bye.